Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Just to let you know, as we uh, end, we will dismiss in sections. Hopefully it won't be raining. Uh, we, we are trying to do as good as we can um, uh, with this season. Ho- hopefully uh, soon we will move in, into phase two. Uh, people are asking me all the time, uh, when um, are we going to start childcare? When are we going to do all of that? And, you know, we're just trying to be wise. We're trying to be wise. We, we feel like... Um, at this season, the church can be open, and we're just trying to move as uh, we get recommendations. And, and so, obviously, um, I appreciate our governor not telling us what to do, um, but uh, we are also want to be wise. And um, I, I think that if we can do that, uh, we're still ministering to people who uh, don't think... Um, uh, certain ways. They don't understand why churches would even be open. And so we're still ministering to people who don't go to church. And so I just think that there's a, a fine line between walking and, and, and being in faith and, and, and realizing that we don't understand everybody's story and we don't understand all the dynamics. And, and you know, sometimes it's, it's complicated. And so at the ch- as the church, uh, we're going to be open, uh, but we're not... Uh, we're not sending out um, gold stars or lack thereof because people are here or not here. Uh, we, we just want to love on people. And so whether that's online, whether that's in person, uh, keep being flexible because here's the deal. The one thing we've all been good at in the last 11 weeks or 12 weeks is flexibility. Come on. You know, like all of your plans have changed. Uh, people, I, I talked to someone the other day that was like, I was supposed to go to the beach and I can't. <laughs> so it's just funny how uh, everything has changed and come on, we should be good at it. Um, I'm ready for church. I, I'm ready to minister. I, I'm ready. Hopefully you got your amen, like ready to roll. Um, listen, uh, it's important that we give God the best praise. Y'all, y'all listen now. Come on. It's important to give God the highest praise. The highest praise. Are, do, do we have any fans in the room? Like you, you're a fan of a certain sport. It was funny. I had uh, Stephen Hill and Devin over at my house the other day because only our staff is doing May We Pray because we're, we're around each other all, all the time and it's just easier than to open it up. And so um, it was funny, after we got done with May We Pray, they, they, Stephen Hill and Devin argued for 25 minutes on who was better, LeBron or Jordan. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, uh, I was not, uh, I didn't really have good arguments. Uh, uh, although one's got six rings. No, no, I'm just sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but it was funny. Our, Maybe you're a fan of Kansas City. Any Kansas City Chief fans? One or two. Uh, any golfing fans? Any golfers? Like you're a golfing fan. Like like on a Saturday when you're like, man, I cannot wait for golf to watch golf. Uh, I remember going over to my grandfather's house and watching golf and thinking, <laughs> and now I want to play golf. Um, Come on, listen, you, 
we should be giving our highest praise to the Lord because he's good. There's an old saying that people used to say when they would go to church, God is good, and then people would yell back all the time. And then, and then, and then it was kind of this thing. It was like, all the time. Look at y'all. Y'all are so good. Sometimes you just got to remind yourself that. If you're in any relationship at all, y'all listen, look at me real quick. If you're in any relationship at all, you're going to have to remind yourself that it's beneficial. Come on, does that make sense? Like, like I'm sure that there are times in the 17 years that we've been married, my wife has gone, my husband is good. God deserves our highest praise. Our highest praise. And I don't want to sound cliche, but we have to be reminded to count our blessings. To count our blessings. And listen, all of us, uh, count all the time. We count our friends. We count our followers. We count our likes. We count our comments. Come on. Any of y'all like get super hyped when you post something and then all of a sudden there's like more than three comments and it's more people than like your mom or your dad. And you're like, wow, that, they really like that one. You know what I mean? Like we, we count all the time. We count how many days till Christmas. We count um, how much time it takes to do a project. Come on, I don't know about you, but uh, I have constantly prayed that God would heal me in an area, but I, I count how long it takes to go through the drive-thru. I have an issue. I'm just telling you, I know that I'm not perfect and I'm bearing my sins before you, but when I go through a drive-thru, Ah, it's just hard. It's hard for me. Um, we count our kids. We count how many years we've been married. We just count all the time. And here's what I would want to say is um, I, I appreciate uh, all the, the young families that are emerging. It's so exciting. I don't know if, have you seen, like we, we have a, a staff member that just had their baby yesterday. Uh, Shelby had a baby. Adam and Courtney had their baby uh, a week ago, uh, uh, two weeks ago. And so it, it's fun to see all these young families emerging. And it's funny when Katie and I are around them and they're like, whoa. This is a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like people, and listen, listen, you're a new season. I remember when it was a lot for us. Our kids were like, they were crying, and it was like, ah. But I'm like, let me tell you something. We were good when it was one. We were good when it was two. But when we moved from man to man to zone, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a whole different, like, we knew at this moment they got us. Don't tell them because they can outnumber. If, they, if we have a coup up in this house, they're going to win. Come on. <laughs> There were a few times, and with four kids, if they all have a friend, we're rocking eight. So let me tell you something. There were times when we got home and we lost one. <laughs> they didn't make it home from the place that we were at. And I know you're thinking, that's just terrible. But listen, we always went back and got them. Um, <laughs> the thing is, we're counting all the time. And for us, we've got to stay um, connected and keep it to the forefront of our mind how to count 
and remember to count our blessings. Let me give you a couple of Bible verses real quick. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that by always having enough of everything. Come on, everybody real quick, say everything. everything. Come on, online everything say everything because here's the thing is i think that sometimes there is a disconnect from what we think god can do to what he will actually do like we have the right theology but sometimes we're not we know he can we're just not sure if he will everything everything look at this and that you may share in an abundance of every good work. Here's what I want to submit to you today. That in the midst of all of the change, in, in the midst of all of the conflict, in the midst of all of the uh, how to navigate our season where we're at as a nation, as a country, as Northwest Arkansas, I would submit to you today that you are very blessed. And here's what happens. You can focus on the mess or you can focus on the fact that God has blessed your life. And we can all focus on the bless, on the mess. We can all, I don't know about you, but how many of you are those people where, come on, listen, listen. And, and so uh, you can respond, but you can't look at anybody, okay? All right, so I'm setting you up. But how many have gone over to somebody else's house and you found dirt? Or grind or something like you've gone to the bathroom and you're like, <laughs> it's like, you know, listen, because here's the thing it's very easy to focus on the mess, even in your own car. I'm buying a house, we clean our home all the time, but then I walk around and I'm like, there's a hole in my siding, and I'm like, how did I get there? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? And then I see my son weed eating, <laughs> what happened? And here's what I'm saying is if you're not careful, you will always focus on the mess in your life. But sometimes we got to pull back and go, wait a minute, I am blessed. God is good. And even though it's not a fun season or a good season or there's been loss or there's been hardship, I am blessed. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 says this. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, come on, whatever is lovely, whatever is good report, if there is anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell, let your mind dwell on these things. What that means is you've got to discipline yourself to dwell on the right thing. There are a lot of relationships that suffer because they dwell on the wrong thing. There are a lot of parent-child relationships because we dwell on the wrong thing. Can I tell you something? If you're a teenager in the room, this newsflash, your parents are not perfect. Uh, revelation of God just hit you. I need to tell you something else. You ain't perfect either, okay? Listen, we dwell on things. Anybody ever dwelled on an argument? Anybody ever dwell on a frustration? Anybody ever dwell on something? The Bible says that, listen, you got to dwell on this. 
That means you've got to find it, you've got to focus on it, and you've got to fight for it to stay in your mind. You've got to dwell on this. My assignment today is count your blessings. We can all focus on the mess, or we can focus on the fact that we've been blessed. Sure, you might not feel blessed right now. You may be like, man, with all this going on, come on, listen. <laughs> the last thing I feel is blessed. But there's a common mistake in thinking that blessing somehow means that you've had some great idea, some lucky moment, or you have some special talent. See, what we've done is we, we've translated in our Western culture, we've translated blessing to money. But the truth of the matter is, it's not. Or blessing equals success. Unfortunately, we all have entered into the lie that says you're not blessed unless you reach a certain status. That's craziness. There are tons of successful people that, that don't live under the favor of God's blessing. Can I tell you that having money isn't the litmus test for living blessed? Listen, listen what I'm saying. Sure, from the very beginning, God told us that we should steward. So, so I think that believers have, they're conflicted because the, a Christian worldview is we believe that God gives seed to the sower. So we want to manage that seed and be faithful over that seed. Because here's the deal. If we are faithful over it, listen, it will multiply, it will grow, and it will, it will develop. Absolutely, praise God. But if money is the only indicator of living blessed, it cheapens the meaning. Here's, here's this thought. Money can buy you a wonderful home full of furniture and, and paintings on the wall and incredible decorations, but it cannot buy you the respect of the people who live in that home. Money can buy you medication and, and, and it can buy you the attention of incredible doctors, but it cannot provide for you God-given health. See, here's what I'm trying to tell you is that we, 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 maybe we need to back up a little bit and we need to dial into the fact that you are blessed even when it's not easy, even when it's hard. That, and that's the sermon that we're going to talk about. This new series that we're going to talk about over the next three or four weeks is that we are in fact blessed. And I think that the three points I'm going to share with you today are going to help you. We are blessed because we are in covenant with God. Covenant. Covenant. Here's what this means. Not a contract. Covenant. God promised us, and the Bible says, He is not a man that He should lie. We are in covenant with God and when we submit and surrender our life to the Lord, we enter into a family relationship and everything changes, come on, listen, in our life. And we are all equal in this covenant. We're all equal. 
So, like, Pastor Stephen's not a level seven, and Adam's a level, you know, seven, eight, probably an eight, nine, probably a nine. You know what I'm saying? He worked at J.B. Hunt. He's definitely a nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 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 Brennan is selling homes. He's selling a lot of homes. He, he used to be a six, and now he's a ten. And so now, my, golly. And so Devin, and, and you know what I'm saying? Chance is definitely a nine. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and we do that all the time. We, we rate Come on, when I was a whole lot younger, I watched a lot of war movies. Come on, anybody watch some war movie? Braveheart. Ah! You couldn't help it. You walk into the room and you look up, look, you find who you can whoop. You do. You just like, I got him, I got him. If he asks for the chair, I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah. It's just it, it's life of high school. You know what I mean? Here's the thing: we are all equal. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35 says, So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand. In other words, I get it. I, I, I get it. That God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him. Come on, everybody say fear real quick. Come on, we can, we can do better than that. I know there was a little delay there. I don't know if you caught that. It was like, say fear. Mm, ear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we got the R out. That was awesome. Okay. Come on. One, two, three. Fear. Okay, so we're not talking about Freddy Cougar. Okay? We're not talking about Jason. <clears throat> like, we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a holy reverence, a respect, an honoring a preferring and saying that your way is right. And when you speak, I listen rather than I debate. Come on. Fear him and do what is right and acceptable to him. Did, did you see this? Here's what this means. God shows no partiality. In other words, his grace, his mercy, and his truth is open to anyone who follows him. You are blessed. And there are three huge blessings that I think that you need to be reminded of because as we are not where we want to be and we felt like we're held up and, and either we're held up by uh, what's practical and what's wisdom or what's uh, government or what's our, our bosses or what's, you know, we're now trying to sell things and we can't sell things the way we used to sell things. And so everybody's trying to figure out how you are blessed. And there are three blessings that you can count on today. Tonight, the first one is this, accepting Christ saves us from spiritual poverty. Accepting Christ, Jesus into our life, saves us from spiritual poverty. Come on, this is a very powerful concept. If we knew the depth of this truth, then we wouldn't mope around when our expectations are not met. Come on, we've all seen the moping. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the chicken little syndrome. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Everything. Oh, come on. Listen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5 says this. Blessed be the God of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. You part of the us. We part of the us. It's us. In Christ. With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I don't know about you, but that sounds impressive. That sounds like a lot. Come on, does that make sense? That doesn't sound, when you say every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, that doesn't sound like one. 
It doesn't sound like two or three. It sounds like, come on, does that make sense? Like, come on, I'm about to go back to my, like Scrooge in the money, swimming. It sounds like there's a lot in here and we don't know it. And God's trying to shift our perspective so that we know that you are not in spiritual poverty, but you are blessed and I have something for you. And if you'll take it and understand it, it will shift your whole life. Come on. Look at this. It says this. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless. I remember when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, so we didn't go to, I didn't go to church until I was like seven or eight. Then I went into church. And then, you know, I started to rebel. Anybody got the rebellious phase? I want my rebellious phase. And so someone would say, the preacher would say, Jesus died for you. And I'd be like, in my mind, I didn't ask him. I didn't ask him to. And he'd be like, God loves you. He doesn't even know me. He died a long time ago. I wasn't even born yet. You know what I'm saying? I was just that rebellious teenager, and these are the thoughts that I thought in my head. And, and it was just like, you know, God has such great plans for you. You just say that to everybody. God is outside time. We often deal with God through our own perception. But time is here, God is here, and he's outside of it. And he looks from the end, from the beginning, beginning to the end. Sorry, <laughs> ADD moment, sorry, my bad. <laughs> it was like B's and D's, my bad. Uh, listen, and, and here's the thought, is the thought that God so loved you, he established a plan, plan to bless you before you even had the thought he was chasing you. Come on, anybody ever run away from God? Try to run away from God? Come on, have your moment where you're like, I'm done, I hate it, I'm running. I'm running away from God. And God's like, <laughs> you're just, just like running right by you. And you're like, stop it, I don't want it anymore. And he's like, I still have a plan for your life. And you like run harder and jaggedy. And he's like, and you're like, <gasps> and he's like, how long are you going to do this? He's like, better than Forrest just running listen here's the thing is that in love he predestined us listen this is a vital vital listen real quick for adoptions to himself as sons come on and don't don't trip out listen uh, sons and daughters sons and daughters through through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will for the praise of his glorious grace listen with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Here's the thing. Apostle Paul wrote describing the wealth that we have in Christ. We have a promise of future blessings in heaven. We are chosen to be adopted. Listen, sons and daughters. Here's what that means. Listen, we have an inheritance. Okay. If I had to say there is a lotto ticket. <laughs> you have an inheritance. So I, so I remember being younger, wrestling with my, adop- my own adoption. And many of you who have been here, you've heard my story. That I was adopted from a foster home. My, my parents got divorced. And I remember walking through this. And there was a season in my life when I had the wrong perspective. And so all I was dealing with with was the abandonment 
the hurt, the hardship. But I needed to walk into some healing. And so, not that I'm talking about myself. I'm just using this as an example. But I was adopted. My name was changed. Stephen means crowned. Sexton means keeper of the church. I didn't pick that name. What I'm telling you is when you surrender your life to the Lord, come on, he adopts you. He changes your name. He wipes you up and puts you over. And come on, let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Does that make sense? Come on, help me. And, and if you knew that, then it wouldn't be full of shame and all the things that I'm not because you would see. Come on, listen. It's crazy. My kids in my house, they look at me so weird. When I say, hey, I want to watch the TV, in my own house, <laughs> I'm like, hey, real quick, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the TV. What? And my kids are like frustrated. They're like, can't you go somewhere else? I'm like, no. With the TV I pay for and the couch that I pay for and the room, give it. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. The kingdom has so much for you. You need to stop seeing yourself as an orphan. And begin to see yourself as a son and a daughter with an open heaven. And you are lavishly, come on, blessed. And what that means is everything that's hurdle, a hurdle, a trip up, something that, that is holding you up, God has a way of redeeming that. Come on, does that make sense? You are blessed. I always love this quote by Jim Elliott, a missionary who died of martyrdom in Ecuador. He said this. He said, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Here's, here's what that means. We are giving up earthly things to, to gain and to inherit eternal things. We are blessed. We are blessed. You've got to count your blessings. The second one, real quick, is this. The second blessing that you can count on is the wisdom of God is available, listen, for those who ask. Like, that's a huge blessing. Come on. Who doesn't like wisdom? Come on. How many of y'all, you know, you would, any movie people here? Come on. Any movie people online? Listen, what about those wise characters? Yoda? Come on. Like, I just wanted to be, I didn't want to be green. I didn't want to have pointy ears. But I definitely, come on, wanted to have the wisdom of Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> I can't do Yoda, my bad. Yoda's like, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> okay, Yoda. <laughs> Morpheus. Morpheus. Come on, any Morpheus fans, like from the Matrix, come on, listen. He's like, I didn't tell you it would be easy. I told you it would be truth. <laughs> okay, Morpheus, you got me. Look, well, come on, listen, uh, Professor X, Professor X, he just, I remember when I was like, just really into Professor X, and he always had this awesome, he always knew things, and some of you were like pushing back because you're like, yeah, that was a superpower. But still, I was like, bald-headed people are cool. 
Uh, come on, what about Mr. Miyagi? Mr. Miyagi? Come on, anybody, any Mr. Han fans? Uh-oh, God. <laughs> okay, Mr. Han was the new Karate Kid. Miyagi was the old, but Miyagi, come on. I mean, this is like... All of a sudden, didn't you ever want to be Mr. Miyagi? Like, you just, Daniel's painting the fence. He's like, what am I doing? And all of a sudden, you know, this is stupid. I'm not painting the fence. And Mr. Miyagi's like, now you know karate. What? No, I don't know how to paint. You know karate. I'm like, paint every fence. It's incredible. I didn't know that you can learn karate and be a fixer-upper. All those are just characters. Just fun. But really, what those characters do, come on, Gandalf, you shall not pass. But God says that you can have wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 says this, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and develops God-given, listen, understanding. Who gets understanding. Listen, the goal is not to come to church. The goal is to get the concepts of the Word of God in your thinking where they're past your knowledge and now you're applying them in everyday principles. Come on, does that make sense? You're, it, it's not, if you're still every thought that comes from the Word, you're debating. Then you're actually wrestling with the understanding that can save your life. Come on, listen. Obviously, we know people that have taken stuff out of context, so I get that. But I'm talking about when you, when you open the whole Bible, the whole Bible says the same story. You know what the whole story is? There is a father who is a creator. You need him, and he did all he can to restore his family so that you could live victorious. Come on. Listen, James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously without reproach. You know what that means? Without reproach means when you ask a question, he's not like, I can't believe you don't know that. I can't believe you didn't. Like, how long have you been? You don't know that yet? Like, for real? Like, that's what you're asking? Like, you came to prayer and you're asking me that? God. He doesn't do that. And, he, and it will be given. Look at it. will be given to him. This is an amazing blessing. God promises, listen, to hear us, to respond to our prayers. Our responsibility is to bring him our needs. And the reason that it's important that we ask, because it cultivates a deeper level of trust and intimacy. Listen, if you've been saved for long, but you, ha you have not learned the value of approaching your father and asking real, like, real questions, more than, I need a new job and I need to make more money. Not that I'm degrading those, but I'm just saying there are countless questions that we wrestle with all the time. How should I administer this correction, discipline, life, family, navigate? What am I going to do? I don't know how to do this. I'm in a situation over my head. If I do this, what, what if that produces this? And, and a lot of times, listen, we do nothing because we don't know the right thing to do. And listen, we wait until the problem blows up before we run to God and ask him. And God's like, listen, I am a bank here. And if you will bring your questions about your career, your marriage, your parenting, your children, come on. 
your, your friendships to me, then I can help navigate you. I can give you some answers. For us, count your blessings. You are not stranded. You are not caused to, you, you don't have to live without help. You are an adopted son and daughter. Listen, you are not an orphan. Come on, you are not fatherless. And you can ask your heavenly father anything. My kids are crazy. They ask me some crazy things. Like I know that you already knew that I was going to say no before you asked me, but you still asked me. When's the last time that you've really begun to ask God like real stuff? Because here's why we go to God. Listen, sometimes God will answer your request and sometimes when we come with total transparency and vulnerability, he will shift our focus. There's many times I've gone to prayer about somebody and God's been like, <laughs> say, bro, <laughs> it's you. And <laughs> not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Listen, for all of us, you are blessed. Count your blessings. Listen, we don't have to live under a victim mindset. That's why we're doing May We Pray, because we want people to begin to petition God, petition the heavenlies. Come on, here is where my source comes from. Here is, where, here is my source. Here's where my help comes from. Count your blessings. Think about this. He has given you Jesus for salvation, the Bible for understanding, prayer so that you connect with him, the church for training and discipleship. And he's giving you the Holy Spirit so that you are never alone. Look at me. You are never alone. For those of you that you just moved to this area and maybe you don't have any friends yet, you're not alone. For those of you that are transitioning, listen, listen real quick. You are not alone. And this leads me to my third and final point is this. The reason that we count our blessings, this is the third one. Power has been given to you to overcome the work and the traps of the enemy. That's a blessing. Come on. Come on. I don't know. I'm, I, I ain't trying to quote Pac-Man on y'all, but this is bigger than a power pellet, okay? Like you have the ability to partner with the Holy Spirit and overcome areas and habit patterns and cycles that will ruin your life. The enemy wants to ruin, come on, listen, your life. But the Holy Spirit has been sent, listen, to give you power to overcome all of the works of the enemy. Come on, listen, I, I know that I'm being a little extra animated because we have kids in here, but you've got to understand that the enemy's like, okay, position, 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 okay, now I'm ready, I'm Three, get them. And you're like, <sighs> I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me. Listen, like that's it. But sometimes we think that we have no power. And <laughs> if God was God, all these bad things would just leave and he would just go. But you know what? That doesn't build character. God wants you to walk with him. God is not trying to fix all of your problems and then you forget about him. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses 
to, listen, to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Listen, 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 listen. I need to just talk to you real quick. This means our nation, our state, and our county. That's what this is. We've got it inverted. In this church, we're not trying to train missionaries. We are not training missionaries. We are training witnesses. Witnessing is something you go do. A witness is something you are. And we want people who are called to wherever they're supposed to go. And I'm supposed to be a witness of God in Walmart, J.B. Hunt, in Honduras, in Belize. It doesn't matter where I go, but I am a witness of what God's done in my life. And all it does is permeate. I'm not working on how good I preach. I am living something because I am now in covenant and I have a full spectrum of what God has done for my life. Come on. Power. Power. If you want your Christian life to walk in power, to live in power, listen, you've got to develop a relationship with him. Not with thinking. I can think all day long. I can think about how awesome my wife is. She's so awesome. I have never been, listen, I've, I've never blessed my wife by what I thought. I blessed my wife by what I said and by what I did. Does this make sense? For all of us, the power isn't something to be scared of. It's transformational. And you know what? Some of us, we reduce the power of God down to like miracles only and supernatural only. And listen, I believe that God heals. And I believe that supernatural moments can happen. And I believe that great things can still happen today. But when we decrease and only marginalize what that is, then we forget that the Holy Spirit brings wisdom, revelation, understanding, correction, encouragement. He is our counselor. He is our comforter. He is our teacher. And he helps us navigate the philosophy philosophies of this world and can i tell you y'all come on help me there is a philosophy of this world and the philosophy of this world is humanism man is first man knows better and man should be on every throne and if you try to navigate this world under that philosophy then here's the deal you may be saved from egypt but you still think like them We got a lot of churches that people have come to the altar and Pharaoh is gone, but they still think like, come on, help me. Ben, y'all go ahead and come up. The Holy Spirit is the glue that sticks all of God's principles together. A relationship with him will activate your life and it launches you into freedom. 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 We're going to put these on the board and on the, on the screen because I want you to see them. But you can be free from people pleasing. I'm talking to someone today online. I'm talking to someone. You can be free from people pleasing. You can be free from the amb ambition that's birthed out of pride. You can be free from needing others to make you happy. You can be free from boredom. Well, I'm just bored. Why are you bored? Can I tell you something? If you're bored in your faith, your faith is not active. And you are operating off of knowledge 
and you are operating off a tradition, but you are not operating off of a relationship with God that is active and present. Be free from fear. Be free from confusion. Come on, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to have. I don't know. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I do this? Should I that? Come on, listen. Be free from sin. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17 says this. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, so here's the deal. He's about to tell you. You want to be wise? One person. Okay, okay. I should have led with Yoda. All right, listen. Do you want to be wise? Okay, all right. He's about to tell you. Listen to this. Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, which, which basically means wastefulness. Don't be addicted to something wasteful. Don't give your life to things that are wasteful. Be filled with the Spirit. Walk in power. Be a witness. And your life will have so much adventure. And boredom will leave. Here's the takeaway today. You are blessed. God loves you and has wonderful gifts for you. But in order to get that, you have to believe and you have to ask. You have to believe. Come on, listen. And you have to ask. And it's hard because here's the deal. When we begin to believe and ask, there's a certain level of vulnerability that has to happen. And I don't know about you, but many, many times I've faced rejection. Many times I've opened my heart only for that door to shut. But here's what I need you to know, that God will not reject you. God will not reject you. He loves you. He has a plan for you. He is good. Come on. This means you've got to give up control. This means you've got to give up a self-led life and realize, listen, I know this is terrible. This is going to be like a cuss word in church. But you need help. I need help. I know some right things. Come on, anybody ever had a conversation where you're like, I knew not to say that. Come on, anybody have a... Come on. I knew not to act that way. Dang it! I need help and God is the one that has supplied everything that I need we all have been blessed more than you deserve more than we all deserve count your blessings thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear how this message impacted you feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website we hope you have a great week Thank you.